The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain Wrestling has returned to Wednesday night, and so have the A.E. Double Dudes. It is, thank goodness, time to talk about some goddamn wrestling. You are joined with us at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain, and we love you and appreciate you for doing that. It's the best place to be as soon as Dynamite goes off the air. Or maybe you're one of the nasty casties listening on the podcast, uh, who we like, but not as much as the people who are here live with us, feeling the energy, feeling the buzz, coming off wrestling. shit. Finally being back on the goddamn airwaves. And we are here to talk about it on Wrestling Brain. It's your boy, the Zoobs, along with the brain genius himself, Mr. 50K on the West Coast. Josh Custodio, how are you feeling tonight? Also, I mean, talk about burying the lead, Zoobs. You look incredible. You dress uh, like Dax Harwood. I can't get around it. Uh, as much as I'd like to tell you how I'm doing, what I thought about Dynamite, say hello to the chat. All the things it is that we do around here. I see you squinting, Zoobs. Uh, have, you, <laughs> yeah. have you sacrificed some vision for us uh, tonight? Happy Halloween to you, the Zoobs. You'll have to handle the chat because I cannot read. Uh, I'll be able to, like, blankly click at the scenes, and we're going to hope that the scenes match up to what we're supposed to be talking about. Uh, I, the chat is a no-go for me unless I, I... I could Honestly, I could do this. <laughs> and in the chat Duke's tonight... now known as Wrestling Brain Balls. And, and, yeah, don't worry. I have... Uh, listen, I don't want to brag, but I've got great vision. I, I uh, yeah. this is This is pure. I can, I can see the chat. No problem. All the way down here, and hello to them. What are they saying? Josh's mic isn't plugged in, I think. Do I sound any better, chat? You sound amazing, I truthfully. I, I Normally, I'm like, I get really nervous when we get the audio, people talk about the audio in the chat, but it's an unquestionably an upgrade. You sound great. Well, I do love to hear that. Uh, yeah, Zoobs, I thought that uh, maybe maybe I was uh, was too, my expectations were too up here for mm -hmm. AW Dynamite tonight, because in our minds, in our latent minds, it's, it's return to Wednesdays. Absolutely. It's double dudes again. I'm ready for my weekly dose of AEW Dynamite to enter my life back. And I don't think that maybe Dynamite hit the the welcome back Joshy tier that I was maybe hoping for it to hit, but I still did really enjoy it. I think the main event was an absolute blast. There's no getting around that. And a couple other things on the show I really, really liked as well, which of course we'll get into here at the chat. We've got a hype train going, Zeus. We've got to thank everybody who subscribed. <laughs> thank you to Sam Fells, eight months in a row. Love that. That's incredibly kind here for such a gigantic long run. Ditto. For double X three oh seven nine months, heavens above. Hey, my name is Will. Has to show them up nine months. Of course, it goes that way. <laughs> Thank you all for your subs. If we can get one more sub here, we'll be on uh, level two hype train, which uh, I know all about, and it just means the show is better. I remember when I went to go see Letterman in New York. Mm -hmm. They they told you like a hundred times. It's like if you laugh harder, he's gonna be better. And that's that's us here, except for money. <laughs> yeah, that is brain. 
undoubtedly true though i mean it's undoubtedly true september, september was far and away our best month and 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 we were rewarded for it thusly with with financial gain that's that which is unquestionable i i do have to say and listen i'm not i'm not one to cast aspersions but the leak of the twitch numbers to the public really seems to have coincided with like AEW Dynamite being like let's let's cool these guys off a, a touch on Wednesday nights. So yeah, it sucks to have everybody yeah. know that we're millionaires now, and I do think that Twitch is sort of taking some of the focus off of us. Maddie friggin' Inc. subscribing and Eric subscribing, we are hyping train. It's Wednesday night. We are back here doing the damn thing, top to bottom, zoobs. Let's do what it is we do best. Let's ask the brainiacs in the chat on a scale of one to seven, one being the worst, seven being the best. What did you think of tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite? Some ups, some downs, some move it all arounds. You spent two hours of your time, Zoobs. You know, you know time ain't free. Absolutely. What, Tell me about it. Holy. Holy. Is that Zoobs' Suzuki towel? Think just a little harder, Sam. Look at the yeah. shirt he's wearing. It's, I mean, let me, that, not that, but yeah. Maybe, maybe Dax doesn't do the towel as much anymore, you know? Should I, should I, I suppose the that's towel? true. That could I mean, be the truth. I was watching him tonight. I was like, oh, now he's just like cool jean jacket guy. He's like... He jacket and sunglasses because he's in the pinnacle. Anyway. And he is very cool. Like, it's yeah. not unbelievable uh, in such a role. Jamie Wonders with a 6 out of 7. Double X 307 doubling that. 6. Sorry, Jamie Wonders with a 6 out of 7. Pacefall with a 5. Yeah, I think that's about right. And listen, this is a classic situation when we're coming in and we're not feeling so enthused. But a 5 out of 7 on a Wednesday night, that's a good that's good eating, as, as, no as they question. say. No question. Hunter Ridge Farm with a six and a half. Kev Sell with a five and a half. Good friend Jake saying, oh, the stash. That's good. Mm. It yeah. is. Thank you. And you look, again, as Mick Foley, as Commissioner Foley, you look incredible. Who's ready for me to make some matches on Raw? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Zoob's Dynamite opens with one of the worst songs you could ever hear. And right out the gate, JR lets us know the main event tonight is going to be Dark Order. Versus the elite and Zoops, I thought this was uh, I love you know I love when Jr. gives us sort of the up and down of what the card's going to look like, but I thought this was an important main event announcement, and I want to ask you how did this sort of hit your ears? We had CM Punk versus Bobby Fish on the show, an MJF match which was advertised, but we didn't have the opponent. Some other things that could have potentially been in that main event slot, be it Rebel and uh, Hikaru Shida, or sorry, uh, Deeb and Hikaru Shida. Did you think when this was announced? Okay, this is going to be a, another great Dark Order Elite match. Were you like, that's a weird choice? Uh, I mean, listen, it, out of the gate, when it hit my ears very start, when I hear like a multi-man tag match main event, I, I, it does sort of like, I, I do take a, like a half step back in terms of like, eh, this seems like it's sort of put together and it can feel a little, I like to call it house showy or like smackdowny. I to, to sort of coin a term where like, oh, it's going to be a multi-man tag. Yes. It's, it's probably not going to have a lot of depth and, and, and surface level to it, but um. You know, I think that ended up allowing me to get surpassed with what I thought was just a nice, like a nice moment at the end of the show. But out of the top, it certainly wasn't like my hype uh, biggest thing of the night for me. I was like, yeah, that's sort of, you know, lukewarm on that. We did our top 10 Dynamite matches countdown a couple of weeks ago on here. And the first meeting between the Dark Order and the Elite was something that was just outside of our top 10. I think in our, it ended up in the 13 range, something like that. And so when I saw this in the main event slot, I was like, okay, I'm ready to love this. So I actually kind of liked that this was the the announcement there. Yeah. I can't put my I can't see it. I can't see it. I hate the glasses. Yeah, I can't see it. There we go. Hey, look. Yeah, yeah. I'm back. You know, you know what you are now? That's it. Uh, Dax Harwood's at 
the library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Read a book with me. Dax library. It's the combination of it's Dax doing uh, the Peter Avalon gimmick from when Dynamite first started. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to do the show without being part of the community. That's all I, that's all I can say. Well, uh, FTR glasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the chat loving this episode, Zoops. It's worth noting that Maddie Matt gave us 6.5 and he's got some support from yeah. uh, Jason in the chat. Maybe Red even a 7 brain. from Jason. So, And 613 Tobias subscribing with Prime saying Wrestling Brain. Zoops, I plugged this on my podcast this week. I said it, it couldn't be easier to subscribe with Prime. And Lord ever, is it true? If you have Amazon wrestling Prime, brain. why let Jeff Bezos get all that money? Give some to Zoobs and I. You, and it goes, I get, about it. once again, I have to say this every time we talk about that. the You've already paid for the Amazon Prime subscription. We're not telling you to get an Amazon Prime subscription. We're we assuming you, you already have one. If you already have one, you may as well give us your free You're website. watching the boys. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Anyway. Uh, CM Punk's out, Zoobs. Uh, zero wear off for me I know I'm going to be the last guy still loving every minute of this that theme opening up Dynamite or Rampage it is worth noting this is the first time wrestling on Dynamite which of course great for us to get to watch Zoobs what did you think of CM Punk's entrance did this still feel big time to you oh, we got some Twitter comments of people being like he needs to get into a feud soon are you there or are you still big entrance one off and commentary Punk is okay by you I mean, I totally understand the the criticism of wanting of needing like CM story mode CM Punk, right? Where he is like like a dog with a bone and really going hard after something and 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 really feeling that next level of passionate about it. Aside from being feeling passionate about being back and and returning, I totally understand if that you know if that's what CM Punk is to you at his very best. I totally want to see seeing him at his very best, but I do think it's important to continue to remember that. Given the circumstances of the time we're in, he still has to go to all these cities for the first time, and fans still get to are still hearing that for the first time live in their city. And I feel like, you know, if you changed from you're hearing it on TV to every week to you knew that you were hearing it this week live in person, you'd be extremely hyped and it would create a great moment, which is it has continued to do uh, up to this point. So to you know jump on what you said there personally, selfishly, knowing that we're coming on air, I was thrilled. I was like, oh my god, a CM Punk match, we can, we can, you know really digest and, and pick apart and, and talk about his style finally because we've been you and I have been caught talking about him talking every week which is not nearly as fun I absolutely love it Zoobs. uh you're you're right it's nice to be able to talk about him wrestling there's so much to say these guys telling a story in this match about CM Punk it really is being that he keeps bringing up in interviews you know Bret Hart Bret Hart Bret Hart and he is the classic wrestler now when it goes to the outside the, the first third of this match is Bobby Fish is the better wrestler on the outside. Once we've got it outside of the squared circle, the punk man can't really compete. He's not as savvy out there. His ring craft allows him to, once they're in the ring, his expertise, his, his forever veteranship allows him to do the dance. But uh, Bobby Fish on the outside, I had a lot of fun with this one, Zeus. How about you? Yeah, I listen, I'm, I love Punk's new style. I love the new style of CM Punk match. I really do. Uh, I love that he you know he comes out of a match like against somebody like Bobby Fish, sort of like visibly limping and winded. Like it's that sort of stuff is very indicative of the style he's he's doing right now, where this great pace and everything has this great intention, and there's there's a real like organic build to it. I'm very happy. Uh, wrestling as Ricky Rabies, exactly exactly right on his veteran shit. Uh, That's really without question, really enjoying it's... himself. Yeah, I, I love it. So I'm I'm all in. I'm I'm happy to see him, especially because he's. 
I don't mean to cut you off, but especially because no, no, at this level right now and, and wrestling your Bobby Fish or wrestling um, Hobbs, which is matches we're all excited about, but we all know it's not a main event. It's not Danielson against Kenny Omega, right? It's not dream match territory quite yet. Um, I like that he is building himself up in this way, in, in testing his endurance and then testing his, his himself against power and then testing himself against you know the unknown of, of Darby. He's really testing himself with that mid-level in that that level with still a ton of potential and things to unlock so that he can prove he's ready to maybe actually be in a, in a bigger thing with more stakes, which I think is what a lot of people want him to do. Zeus, I hope you're not done talking because I'm actually going to throw it right back to you here. In that exact vein that you're talking about, could an argument be made that CM Punk going 50-50 or being pushed to close to the limit by the likes of Bobby Fish or Powerhouse Hobbs or Daniel Garcia, who are wrestlers that are who are skilled and can get good matches out of. But in the kayfabe of AEW, if you're pushed to the limit by Matt Seidel, can you hang with Kenny Omega? Is that is that maybe a bit of inconsistency with the story he's telling right now? Or you mostly think the good match ultimately is is worth more than the the greater whole? No, I don't think it's an inconsistency because he uh, hasn't tried to bite off more than he can chew yet, really, other than Darby to make a statement to come in. He hasn't really uh, – the fact that he's going 50-50 sort of still fits with the first story we're telling here, right? We, we go all the way back to him. The reason he decided to fight Darby Allen in the first place was to see if he still has it, right? And and all the only story we have out of these first few matches is he sort of, right? Yeah. In yeah. K-Fabe, it's like he does, but like he's – he has to it empties the tank to go against Bobby Fish. It's like he ha, he still has it. He's still having good matches, but we don't we we still don't know really the answer if he has it or not in in some way. So I think it's not uh, in the face. I think if anything, it supports it. To be honest. Well, and he's such a nuanced performer that if he wanted to tell the story of being the guy who rises to the level of his opposition, he would be able to do that too. Wanted to address something I saw on Twitter tonight, Zeus. People saying that... Never good. Never good to see things on Twitter. Let, okay, well, just... Eric Hartman, uh, who's probably in the chat, also agreed with it. So uh, I'll just I'll name him if that helps you with the comparison. Listen, there are... There are really, there's two accounts. Everything else you Same... gotta filter out. Yeah, Twilter and Twitter on whole. And Eric, you <laughs> gotta be careful on both of them. There's no Absolutely question about right. that. Absolutely right. That Bobby Fish kicking out at 3.1 after the GTS... Is dumb. Why would you have somebody that low on the card make the GTS look so weak? And I understand what they're saying, but you're you're ignoring the the seconds leading up to it, which is the entire match, basically from getting back into the ring, is CM Punk selling his leg. He can't get up for the elbow fully. It's a worse GTS. And once Bobby Fish, he does hit the GTS, Punk has to like crawl over without using that leg for three seconds. So it's not making Bobby Fish look strong. It's allowing the GTS to stay strong while also staying consistent with the selling. It, it makes you get to pin the guy without Bobby Fish having to lie down for a six count or, or something like that. Bobby Fish already been lying there for three, four, five seconds by the time Punk kicks, hooks the leg. I don't see a problem with it. Uh, Eric clarifying that he didn't think it was done. He thought it kept him strong and that it was smart. But I'm okay, you... I, I don't see that as protecting Bobby Fish and keeping him strong as much as just letting Punk be consistent with the selling. I don't think backstage they're like, okay, but don't pin Bobby Fish. For, it, certainly doesn't, for the full it certainly doesn't hurt Bobby Fish, though. You can't certainly can't argue that. No, you, of course not. But yeah. but because something doesn't hurt a guy doesn't mean it protects beneficial, beneficial in some way. I would I would argue that it, a little bit of benefit. But I do see what your, your thing being the greater point. And mine. Obviously what I said is correct as well. 
Always. <laughs> uh, getting up for the one-leg elbow drop. I mean, first of all, a feat of balance that his lead ass like only makes us more believable. And I just really think that, you know, it's hard to... You're such a fan of somebody and you're already going at things wanting to like their work. And then it's like, how much of it is confirmation bias? Right. But a lot of these play like masterclasses to me. It's if you're, if you're a Cody or a Kenny or you you might want to pay attention to a a CM Punk. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I think Kenny sort of knows how to tell good stories as well, but I, I, I agree that he, he, I agree that, that there's a, I also agree with your first sort of the thing that you're doing, and I do the same thing where you are sort of trying to warn off a, con- a confirmation bias and trying to be cognizant of people who maybe have a confirmation bias in the opposite direction where they're like, they've, you know, people have already decided that they don't like it and then they're like, go in and look for reasons to not like it. I think you can do the same in the opposite where you're going in for reasons to like it and you find things to like about it. I think that's human nature and, and can bleed into any of this, but uh, I do try to guard myself off of that as well. I know exactly what you're talking about, but it, to that, to that end, I agree with everything you said. I, I think there's a, there's an incredible level of nuance that um, he obviously pays attention to and, and hopefully is passing along to everybody that he's working with. All these guys, yeah. not just the Kennys and the Cody's, but the people that he's working with, the, the smaller, subtler things that these guys are picking up from working with him. Double X 307 saying he was supposed to kick out uh, before the three, right? Not a chance. I, I would say probably absolutely. Zero <laughs> percent chance a... Bobby Fish is the guy to kick they out of GTS yeah. or that it's happening on Dynamite. Um, but yeah, thought thought this was a really good match. Not necessarily my favorite in the hierarchy of CM Punk TV matches since he returned, but still a treat to watch. He looks incredible. I love the tights. I love the gray hair. I love that the style works in service of a guy who's been gone for seven years. Absolutely. Just great stuff out of the Punk Man, as always. Yeah, it's I'll, before we I'll close on that. I, I, I like that it not only looks like he's been gone for seven years, it looks like he's been gone for like. 27 years right like it's, <laughs> yeah well the style makes him feel even further yeah planted in from another time i guess 27 years is, is not even the right it, it's more like 40 that's like it's he's really of a, a totally different era and is leaning into it playing as somebody said very much there's a lot of ricky rabies in what he does now it's 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 pretty cool the dwl would do well to sign ricky rabies full-time as would awb to sign cm punk for the rest of his living breathing life good evening mcvander huge Thanks for joining us. So that was your opening match, Zoops. Then we're treated to a Malachi Black promo on Cody. Now, Zoops, I I have relished the past couple weeks coming on this show being like, I actually liked the Cody thing and getting to not be a hater and not play the type. But Zoops, why the hell has Malachi Black beat this guy up twice and then he's out there being like, this ain't about pinfalls, Cody. It's like, Dude, you you pinned him twice. Like, why on <laughs> earth would you say it's not about pinfalls? You, why would you still be coming for this guy? It's like I'm gonna break up the nightmare family. Done. I'm gonna, you know, I've done all these things. I, I don't know. It, you know, if the cha- the champion doesn't call out the challenger, you know, right? What do you I, think of this? I was pretty. I was pretty hoping that we had moved on from all this as well. Where it was like I was. We we talked when this was happening that I was fine with it happening as long as it could happen as quickly as possible and we could get through it and cycle through it and get onto something new for each of them. And it looked like we were doing that, right? We had Malachi Black against Dante Martin. We thought we were getting it's like, oh cool, he's gonna go on a, a little good match tour here for now that he's got his feet underneath him. He's gonna sneak up on people and and go on a little a little fun match tour. And that hasn't happened. We're back in the Cody thing. So that alone makes it uh, not my cup of tea. And, I've, and I'm it's not great. 
to me to have the like is Cody going to turn heel and have him like <laughs> come out and say on the mic like I don't want to turn heel because I love the fans too much just like more on that later not for me a little, little ace a little ace spade for the <laughs> a little <laughs> a little ace spade for me Pacefall made with the most the explanation that makes the most sense the Cody verse or is a multiverse and he has to beat him across thousands of stupid feuds to escape it. Good friend Jake saying it's because the point is to push right. Cody heel. I think I, I, for sure. I, I but he's entering a feud with Andrade. I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure what I is. Is Andrade going to turn babyface? Josh, it's, it's this thing again where if two years from now Cody's the heel, yeah. everyone's going to turn to us and be like, "See, there it was slowly yeah, turning I, Cody heel." Like, Josh, how did you not see this coming? <laughs> yes, you but... fool! I've been telling you for two and a half years he was going to be heel, and now he's heel. It's like. Yeah, you not not saying that's what good friend Jake no, is saying. Neither. I'm just saying, but that's I, this. I get it. He's out there dressed. Okay, I got. I have so much to say on the Cody stuff. I have to do it later. Please. There's no way for me to small small pocket it. But uh, Action Kutcher thought the Cody pro, uh, program was great. I'm glad. Um, I mean, I hate Dan Lambert. It starts making a lot of sense. <laughs> here. But I thought the the Malachi Black promo was well performed and the setting where it is just black and he walks backwards and naturally disappears into it great stuff yeah every time he talks i'm like i unbelievable to me that a knock on him was his promos what are you talking about yeah no kidding yeah yeah this this guy can't really talk yeah he might not be able to memorize scripts written by a guy who doesn't know how people speak but malachi black can cut a promo imagine imagine thinking the accent held him back and and wasn't Adapulsing him to a different level. Unbelievable. Some Couldn't people, be me. MJF is in action next. We're teased. And after the commercial break, he comes out accompanied by Sean Spears and Wardlow. The pinnacle minus FTR, I suppose. Um, Zeus, when this was announced, what caliber of opponent were you expecting for MJF? Were you expecting local jobber or were you thinking? Yeah, I was thinking yeah. squash all the way. I was thinking, because uh, like, you know, we don't, the MJF thing isn't the isn't the mid card classic. It's not the ten minute banger with somebody you never heard of. That's just not what he does. That's just not nor should it be. But he's exactly right. That's not his character. So I was not surprised at all to see a beat down promo. That was one hundred percent what I was expecting. And I, and I do think it is uh, it is good to have these things and have them on TV because it, anytime it leans on something like records, you're sort of building at least some visual evidence. It's like yeah, he's undefeated, but he's only beaten nobody's and he can go yeah but I, i've beaten first jericho three times in my what however many wins yeah exactly said a guy who can get that much mileage out of any win you give him uh, i like that pendulum driver he does i think it looks cool uh, in real matches i always think it looks kind of wonky but when you're just beating up a local jobber i think that's when it looks best he got huge elevation to it to such a degree that i thought maybe he was going to get reversed over the ropes by bright bryce donovan but uh, alas it was not to be so it was just that much elevation on the driver i thought it looked pretty cool actually he cuts a promo about uh how bad boston is um he's 14 yeah i now things get a little uh a little a little more interesting i guess because he's talking about how crappy darby is he does the fake sting music fake out and then a Darby vignette plays. Right. Break you physically. What did you think of this, Zooms? He's at a concert. Very he's dressed confused. as MJF. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm not a bit, I'm not a bit sometimes I'm an idiot. I was very confused as to what was going on. <laughs> really, so the, felt like a really dumb old man. I was like, what? 
<laughs> Should have had the glasses. He wasn't wearing the glasses. Yeah, glasses. <laughs> I was doing the I was doing the Jackson impression all night. People will look at this and say he was do, only did it for five minutes. Like, I've been doing it since you know eight Eastern. It's I'm, my eyes are exhausted. You know. But I yeah, mean, no, frankly, you, you barely got to see Dynamite tonight. You were so committed to the pants. Absolutely right. Blurry like, shades. Yeah, Punk was good. He had pants yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> what was he? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I was confused. It's just, it's just sort of the way it is. I, I apologize. McVander Hughes saying he makes some fine points about Boston, to be honest. Yeah, maybe true. Actually, Kutcher saying this promo sucked. I don't know if it sucked. I, I don't think MJF's capable of being horrible. Um, but yeah, it was pretty heel paint by numbers but darby's vignette and reappearance i thought was the vignette was a little weird sort of like zoons it's like okay so he was at a concert and he had somebody go out wearing an mjf mask i thought that he, he attacked was, mjf yeah. i thought he and was then, but he's also out. in the arena i thought he was coming out dressed as mjf or something that's what i thought was that was what happen. i thought too that it was darby in the mask yes not to be so uh, Darby is in the audience wearing an investor or an inspector gadget jacket. I saw that <laughs> Kath Barbadoro on Twitter call it very funny to me. And, uh, I thought this was great. Actually, Darby's return. He's like, cut my music. Give me a mic. All he's saying is max full gear. I thought the return played big time to me and Darby over is a, a big time baby face with me. Zooms. what do you think of the reappearance of the Darby man? Yeah. Oh, I love, I love seeing Darby. And I, I think, we talked. We talked. He he sat down with Jim Ross a couple dynamites ago, and we were like, "Ah, this isn't my cup of tea with with the Darbster. This isn't my Derby. Not my Derby." I think we both said, uh, <laughs> "This is this is our Derby." That even if it is a confusing video, that's sort of what he does, right? It's sort of in that it's confusing for the sake of being confusing sometimes, or 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 we're just old and out of touch, which is also extremely possible. Uh, but but I yeah, I, I was I was excited by it. I think this is a great space for him to take up, and um, you know what? I, I'm interested to see him. And MJF match up because it is an interesting leveling up. As much as you, you know, you have to admit it now. MJF has established that pillars thing, and now it's in the head whenever they're going to meet up. So I think that it's going to be an interesting um, for me. Honestly, it's going to be interesting to see if Darby is at MJF's bar. To be completely frank with you, because you know he. Dar- MJF's been able to really prove himself in a lot of different moments, week in and week out. Darby's done it with the matches, but MJF feels like a bigger star at this moment, which is interesting to say because of all the accolades Darby has had. But to me, it really feels like, is that level going to be hit for Darby? I don't even think it's close, Zoobs. I think everything you're saying is correct, even though, pardon me, Darby Allen is in everybody's running for wrestler of the year, breakout of the year, match of the year against Punk, all these things. As an individual performer, a lot of that was the push, the positions, and that's what wrestling is. If MJF was in that TNT title spot, having, I don't know if he would have benefited from TV title matches, but let's say that amount of TV time, I think he would have done as much or more with it. Uh, So I I don't think you're you're out of bounds saying that whatsoever. I think MJF's ceiling basically couldn't be higher. So before I get to our first keep it or kick it of the evening, I do want to remind everybody, this is a great time to drop a follow, to drop a subscribe. If you're here for the first time, say hello in the chat. We'll shout you out. If you're listening on the podcast feed, why don't you head on over to the Apple iTunes stores? Give that son of a gun five stars. You know we'd love it if you did. And if you're watching live here right now, we're about to play Keep It or Kick It. We got merch match coming up. We got Push Book Barry involving some options from the newly disbanded Ring of Honor roster. Lots going on tonight's Wrestling Brain. Text a friend. Let them know you're watching. Twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. These dudes and J Zero. Getting down. Getting down. And moving it all around. Zooms with that out of the way eight out of ten subs tonight let's get those two more baby the axe 
of the Wrestling Brain Network, Maddie <laughs> Mack, our mod in the chat. He understands. He's pushing the people. Thank you, Maddie Mack, for your support as always. And, and listen, I had almost forgotten we're playing merch match. I'm I'm through. I'm get get make a make a meal, settle in, get yourself a, a drink. We got lots to come. Merch match episode two. I cannot wait for that. You sent some excellent merch to match up head to head TKO style and uh, push book Barry, as you said. The 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 ROH uh, news today. We got. Nine, maybe twelve. We might do like, maybe twelve names to pick from in Push Berry tonight. Mama Mia. So with all those boring plugs out of the way, Zoobs, let's get to it. Let's play the first segment tonight. Keep it or kick it, Zoobs. The game where I give a wrestling prompt. Anything from the wrestling world, but generally related to AEW Dynamite. Were you the Zoobs and the Brainiacs in the chat? Go on over to your emotes bar. Look at the keep. Look at the kick. Maddie Max got it in the chat. Thank you, Maddie. To this wrestling prompt, Zoobs, are you ready for Keep It or Kick It? Absolutely. I can't wait. I'm waiting all day for a Keep It or Kick It. This one's simple, Zoobs. This one's plain as day. This one's only three words, Zoobs. Keep It or Kick It. Darby beats MJF. They're going to face each other at full gear. Two of the pillars, as you said, MJF has branded this into our brains, and I think a wonderful piece of branding that he's done. I can't help but think of, like you say, every time these two have any interaction, much less a match, that's in the back of your minds. But is it time, Zoobs? Is it time for Darby Allen to pin Maxwell, Jaxwell, Fraxwell? Yeah, I think I'm going to keep that. I think I'm going to keep that. I think it is. I think think MJF can afford that loss uh, in in a way that Darby needs to win win a big one, you know? Okay. Was I Cody feel, the big one? I feel like Darby's due to Darby needs to win a big one here. I, I, I would. I, that's sort of the, the vibe I get for where he is in the right now, and sort of the how things have gone in the last little bit. It's been a lot of the Sting stuff still. I think uh, he lost to Punk. I would point out in 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 good, with good friend Jake. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that hurts MJF as much as as much as it as much as it would Darby. So I'm gonna say keep. Fantastic stuff, and I think a lot of reasoning. Now, I would personally kick it, but more for the reverse. I think ultimately you might need a babyface who needs a win over MJF more than Darby. Right. Um, but but I I thought you made a very compelling case there, and uh, I see what you're saying for sure. And there has to be. I'll say this to the other side of it to kick it. There has to be a rock paper scissors of the four pillars, right? There has to be a a way that it goes that like. You really ever can't rank them because somebody always has somebody else's number. You know what I mean? I, I think that's really important to establish. In, if you're going to have that four pillars be a thing, it needs to be that you know any one of them has a matchup advantage that they can exploit at some time. I'd love for those to be your, uh, I mean, your All Japan four pillars, but even your New Japan longer feuds, your Okada Tanahashi's where they're self-referential within the feud, or Naito Okada certainly falls under that banner as well, Okada Omega, all all these sort of things. I think the pillars, these guys are going to be wrestling each other a bunch of times over the years, and I think that, like you say, the more playing on that, the better. Looks basically 50-50 in the chat, would you say, Zooms? Yeah, pretty close, pretty close. I I think... Maybe slightly more keeps? Yeah, I was going to say maybe like 55, 45 keeps. That's that's a tight one. That's tight. It is tight. Britt Baker's backstage. Uh, we get the announcement that, uh, as you know, over at my Patreon. Oh, my heavens. Goodness Ooh. gracious. Goodness gracious. As you know, Zoobs. Over at my Patreon. Patreon.com slash J0SHC. At the end of the year, I give my rankings. 
my one to seven scale on every match that I've watched. And somebody asked me, I think it was actually uh, our, our pal Eric Hartman. He said, what's the worst match of the year? What's the lowest graded match you've given this year? What got the least amount of stars? And Zoobs, Abaddon is one half of the participants <laughs> of that match. And it got announced. Britt Baker, no DQ, versus Abaddon oh. this Friday on Rampage. Now, I think the no DQ helps them a lot. To say, does, does, was Abaddon in a DQ match in her, her, her previous? No. Well, no, against Akaru Shida, it was it was not. I mean, you can't. No, only, it, you was, can't it was real. It was real bad. You can't confine. I her. rewatched it when when Cedric said that. I was like, "Wow, I might have been too kind to this. <laughs> I might I might retroactively take a star away from this match." After Kutcher saying Abaddon, more like abandon. That's kind of where I'm at with it, Zoobs. Uh, what do you think of Abaddon as a TV challenger for Brit? If you're going to use her at all, th- this might be the spot, right? Halloween Ab- TV match. Abaddon of uh, merch match episode one fame. Have to <laughs> that was a horrible a loser. What a was loser. it? The queen of rot. A merch match loser to Jamie Hader. Um, <laughs> the queen of rot. Boy, oh boy. Uh, yeah, obviously not my highlight pick of the of the women's division for that very reason. We've seen some Abaddon sneakers. She reminds me of when we were doing this show in the very early goings and watching Dark in like the a year ago. We were watching Dark in the summer. Um, it's not I think really something to brag about yeah, being the queen I, of rot. I do think I do think Halloween is the right time to bring it out. Um, maybe play it up a little bit. Some weird uh, overbridge shoulder. Are we are we getting are we seeing the very blatant um like the rock rolling his eyes at Farouk going on with with Rebel and uh, and Jamie? Yeah, I saw because Rebel or sorry rather uh, Hater didn't do the DMD. I forget who it was in our Twitter mentions. It actually might have been good friend Jake, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody said that the person to be the cause of Brit's downfall should be Jamie Hater, who would then turn babyface against her. Not I actually really liked that. I hadn't thought of it before. So, yeah, I noticed that tonight. I, I don't know if it was as much a tease or maybe she actually forgot. I guess it's a backstage one, so they would have just redone it. But, no, maybe planting the smallest of seeds, but I'm not expecting that breakup right around the corner or anything. But there's even uh, – there's even uh, – is Rebel, Rebel with the real – really, like, had it on heavy. But maybe, I would, maybe I'm seeing it, but I, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, that's, if we get there at some point. There we go. Zoob Sammy Guevara up next defending his TNT title against all ego Ethan Page. Did I miss something? Did you know about the stipulation that if Sammy loses, he has to leave the inner circle? I I want to say that was online at some point somewhere. Uh, I I I so I did. It's one of those ones. I knew it in the way that when they said it, I said, "Oh yeah," versus being like, "Oh right." I was like, "I was like, oh yeah, right." Maybe I maybe I'm lying. Maybe I'm lying, and I <laughs> you wouldn't lie to us. I thought I heard it. Maybe my my brain tricked me as I as I rapidly age. Um, did no, the chat? Yeah. Did the chat know? I felt like an idiot because then I feel like you just know the result of the match. It's like, well, Sammy's not going to leave the inner circle. Yeah. So I guess I guess all ego isn't winning. Despite this is a second shot at the TNT title with a different champion on it. In real combat sports, that's a horrible place to be. Lost to two separate champions. So you were second best twice to two different guys. Yowza. All ego, but I just doubt this will be uh, the last time we see him. I mean, once again, if I was in his Sam corner, Fells new, Fast Dave new. Okay, so I, I got go. cement brain. Well, it, you know, if it was announced in the last two weeks, that's not real. Saturday, yeah, that's that's true too. We didn't watch that. Uh, Batty Max saying nobody said anything bad. I have to go up to the car for the minute. 
Yeah, that, that's some smart modding there. Letting everybody know you're going away. <laughs> you can take, you can mod the show in the car. That's not that hard. Yeah, uh, just, everybody will be good. I've done it. We'll take the dog out. Um, anyway, yeah. Don't tell Maddie while he's gone, but I think he's very nice. This gummy does crime. That's very nice of you. Zooms, I hate to be this guy. I don't want to be this guy, but I have to be. Uh, I'm going to re- return to a bit from my old podcast that I brought up. Uh, people didn't especially like it there. But I feel like it deeply applies to Sammy Gravera versus All Ego Ethan Page. So, Zeus, I'm simply going to pitch to you. Sammy Gravera versus All Ego Ethan Page. Good match or long match? Uh, yeah, listen, I, I can't remember anything about it. Uh, again, I feel, like I'm, I feel like I'm exposing the Swiss cheese brain tonight. But uh, didn't, it, it didn't hit me as a high point of the show. And I thought there was some very good wrestling in the latter half of this show. Maybe it was... The, the chat seems to like it. People seem to like Timmy Guerrero matches more than I do, generally. As a general... Yeah, that would be true of, I think, yeah, me as well, actually. And I'm not somebody... Yeah, see, everybody likes yeah. it, except for me. Great. Great, great, great. A couple curmudgeons, you and me. Don't like yeah, anything. A couple old grumps. That's why you're tuned into. Jason <laughs> even saying, I thought this was really fun. It's the only show that ever talks bad about AEW in the world, so get used to it. <laughs> we love AEW. But I... And listen, I didn't think this was a bad match by any stretch. I like all you go with Absolutely. the page. yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Not for me, especially. The shooting star press was good, says Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, there were definitely a lot of moves in this match. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Since Sammy won the title, he's been worse to me, says Fat Dave. Fast Dave. Fat Dave. <laughs> Fast Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if your, your name on here was Fat Dave. It could be. It could be. I'd love it. Sounds like somebody in a Scott band. <laughs> what does he play? <laughs> lead singer fat fat dave's the lead singer fat dave's the singer oh yeah gummy does crime saying ego should have been to throw to allow to throw another shovel at darby yeah maybe anyway i i didn't i didn't love this a ton but uh anyway the match goes on scorpio's out to mess with sammy the rest of the inner circle's out for the save and we set up inner circle versus american top team and the men of the year <laughs> at full gear yeah, and Jericho's weird anti-jacking off stance, which I was pretty offended by. Hey, man, yeah, if he if he if he's jacking off in his hotel room, that's for your protection, not his. <laughs> I'm gonna you know he's coming in with a, with a clear mind when he comes into work that day. No, nothing else distracting him. The chat's sort of turning on the inner circle here, Zoobs. I I don't know. I'm just not a Sammy Guevara guy. I like the other pieces that are going. And this match is fine for a Jericho pay-per-view holdover feud for me. And frankly, you know about maybe the the ceiling for the men of the year. So not not a bad thing to be involved in. But Jericho promos are something that have maybe diminishing returns for me right now. Sure. Uh I would obviously agree with that. Uh, Babyface baby face Jericho, it, as Jay says, is always sort of a – it always tests your patience, I think, is something. <laughs> <laughs> a lot like knowing anything about Chris Jericho in and of itself. You're sort of like, ah, please less. <laughs> yeah. And Mike Fail uh, putting Don't a nice ball here saying right? Don't get Jericho is anti-honking off so he yeah. can go away. Yeah. I mean maybe, maybe we're pressing a little too hard, but he was pretty hard on old Ethan Page for apparently a guy, being a guy who acts off, which <laughs> – you, Let he cast the first yeah. one, you know what I'm saying? Excuse me, Chris. Excuse me. Yeah, hard on. Monsieur. Say, <laughs> Monsieur le champion. Okay. Uh, Zoobs, what a treat this next segment was. Ooh, this is the stuff. Filleth my cup. Oh, I'm eating it. 
Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston backstage referencing their promo. Did you see this from earlier in of the course. week? Of course, yeah. You you made sure that I did. You, it was uh, it's excellent. The 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 kind of thing. Listen, how many weeks in the in the empty arena era did we come on here and be like, thank God, and Eddie Kingston talks on this show every week. Uh, Talk like every week. Who are you waiting for him to talk to? Then, then, then Brian Danielson, uh, excellent. You love to see stuff like this on television. You love to see Eddie Kingston <laughs> in this situation. You, you love. I love it. I'm, I'm gone. Absolute zoo space. The crux of this promo being that uh, Eddie Kingston wants a chance to respond to Brian Danielson saying that he doesn't try. He goes, "You don't know my battle, man." Basically, says. You know what it's like to walk in my shoes. I have to take a Zoloft every single morning just so I don't kill someone. This is the real stuff from Eddie Kingston. He walks away without hearing Danielson's reply. He says, excuse my back, which I thought is a great line. If you're going to walk away from somebody, he's going to continue to talk. Danielson wears it as best he can, coming across like the real guy, Brian Danielson, here to me, where he's like, that's right. That's the Eddie Kingston I want to see. Like This is the fired up guy that I know I can have the best thing with. This is just doing all my stuff everybody gets their shit in i cannot wait for this match come friday this is must see tv for me eddie kingston versus brian daniels and i do expect brian danielson to pick up the win make it to the finals and end up losing to box but wow what a promo between these two what a what a way to sell a match across two segments that are both 90 seconds yes absolutely right and uh there's a there's a little bit of like you know Someone was like, uh, hey, I need to take a pill every morning so I don't kill someone. I wouldn't be like, yes. I might respect them. I love I might hearing, say, well, keep taking that pill, King. I love hearing stuff like that. It wouldn't be my, wouldn't be my reaction. I wouldn't say I love to hear that. Um, but no, obviously, listen, Masters at work. Uh, absolutely thrilled. Um, it, it, similar to the Malachi Black. Uh, incredible that anybody would ever say that the knock-on Ryan Danielson is promo. Obviously, he's grown a ton of it, but um, as you said, the, the the real appeal and and what makes his side of it so great is is it sounds very real from him as well. It sounds like it, what Brian Danielson in his situation would say in this situation, which is what we love about Mox, what we love about Eddie, uh, what we love about DM Punk, what we love about, love about a lot of the guys who speak at the top level in this company. That's what they all have in common, and and Brian Danielson has that, and it's a huge ad the the depth and the storylines that we're going to be able to unlock it's very exciting speaking of talking at the top level i don't speak spanish zoos but believe you me pentagon zero Merdo was going off tonight furious at ftr for the stunt they pulled taking the triple a lucha tag team titles penta says is right this guy was fired up you know you feel a steam coming out of his ears i loved this fire uh, from the devil from Mexico zoos. What do you think of this one? And then, of course, Abrahantes and Ray Phoenix get in a couple words too. Yeah, exciting! Uh, exciting to see the the tag team division get rebuilt here on these guys' backs, which is what we hoped would happen. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a great run, and and you got to be thrilled for this shit. This is what it's all about. These guys having the belts, having matches with FTR. That's what we sign up for. That's that's the dreamland we were promised with this motherfucking company. So I am fucking thrilled. <laughs> Sign me up, eh? Yeah. My, my only thing is I almost feel like FTR should win, which makes me feel bad for the Lucha Brothers having a short title reign, but I, I'm ready for FTR at the top there, but that might just be me. Loved this promo segment. Good setup. Can't wait to see these uh, these people all interact face-to-face because I think Pentagon in a live mic, despite me not speaking Spanish, is wonderful stuff. Towel on! The towel back the on. Top guy. Like glasses, glasses, I'll stand, I keep the glasses on so I can see. 
Yeah, if you, if you put the towel on and the glasses, you'll sort of have like a plus one, minus one thing. It works out. Yes, it, it, somehow, it somehow makes it a better costume. The best. Did Alex have a black eye, said Fast Dave? I yes. didn't notice that. Yes, he did. Did he? Absolutely correct. Great eye. I don't know how he got that. I, I bet you should see the other guy, you know? You ever say that? Oh, you should see the other guy. Yeah. In his case, people see the – you should see the other eye, he says. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I saw us lose viewers on that one. I saw, I saw the number nine by ten. I saw it happen. Unbelievable. <laughs> Hikaru Shida versus Serena Debris match here, Zoobs, in another match here in the TBS Women's Tournament. I love these two as a pairing. I love Hikaru Shida, but I want to talk a little bit about Serena Deeb if we can, Zoobs. I know that you and I have been fans of her as a, as a mechanic in the ring. Maybe somebody akin to, not as good as, but like an Ishii or a, a Cesaro. Tonight, I felt like in this match, I saw maybe some more star power or... Uh, gravita or magnetism with serena deeb i saw something that you could give a big time push to what did you think of this match this rematch here between hikaru shida and serena deeb uh listen i'm gonna hit this exactly on the head how i felt during the middle of this match and it's not subtle when you go back and watch it uh my number one thought was when did they sign bret hart (laughs) like (laughs) like very clearly doing bret hart cosplay tonight as a as a like the, the, she got the pink and black and and silver. She does the yeah, figure four foundation gear, isn't it? Figure four around the ring post. She's doing half crabs, she, picking Hikaru Shida apart, and then like find a snapper in half. Oh my god! How how you can see her and not be like this is one of the most valuable people in in the division. Uh, amazing, amazing. This like really wanted her to win. I, we talked about what we wanted this title to be uh, a couple times, and I I kept sort of like floating the, the half idea of like. She becomes the she becomes sort of the gate holder of actually being able to level up, and, and she's that person. Uh, it's not gonna, it's obviously not what it's going to be, but boy, I think she's a real a real gem that they found here. That I, I I every week every time I see her, I'm a little more like, whoa, they really have something here, and, and the mean streak uh, suits her beautifully. I think she's sort of finding it too, and I think as uh, like you say, developing this mean streak, weapons, chairs, you might even find more and more of that. So. Great stuff from uh, both competitors and a nice, nice um, tournament match. Better than the entire WWE Women's Queen of the Crown thing that they put on. I saw floated on Twitter. And while I didn't watch a minute of that, although I understand you can almost catch the entire thing in that long, uh, I believe that's probably true in this match. I did it all. Really enjoyed this one tonight. Awesome. Ashley Kutcher saying she had TBS championship vibes to her tonight. Agree with that. Serene of Deeb, says Eric Hartman. True. And Jason saying, yeah, I think they could have pulled the trigger on her getting a run tonight. I agree with that. Yeah, everybody see, everybody sees it. Everybody sees it. First time chat from a viewer. Thanks for joining us. Roll Fizzle Beefs. Last match, your mom's neighbor, Suzanne Vibes. This match, champ vibes. Yeah, there was there was champion growth here. Totally agree. Awesome. Thrilled. Thrilled to have it. Thrilled to have it. Leo rushes backstage with Dante Martin. I like this promo a lot. Leo's a smooth talker. He doesn't hit you in the nose like some of the great promos in this company, but he's very one-speed, buttery smooth. I kind of like it as a change of pace, and I think I like the pairing of him and Dante Martin more than I initially did, thinking that I was more interested in the match than the management. Uh, He did confirm in the beginning half of his promo that he will wrestle in AEW, but that's going to come down the line. Can't wait for that. And that his client, Dante Martin, is having the trilogy with Matt Seidel. This Friday on Rampage. What'd you think of this one, Zoot? Uh, I think it's a good. I, th- I agree with you that I think it's a good pairing, and it's certainly better him doing this than him 
standing in front of like really vague money uh, things and like talk about investments and stuff. I think this is a much obviously the closer he gets to the ring, the more valuable it becomes. And I and I really do think there's a lot to get out of the partnership with Dante Martin. I think, I think we could be in store for some great moments and a, something that really ends up elevating Martin, which is, seems to be sort of the the goal in the end game of this because you know he didn't have a lot to do and didn't seem to know what to do there while Leo Rush was talking for them. And I think that's uh, an important thing he can help carry as Martin continues to grow and, and continues to be so impressive at such a young age. Absolutely. And gives him another area to improve in with somebody who can sort of handhold him through it. So completely agree on that. Something I love about AEW Zoobs is that we, we sort of talk about the never-ending rematch hell that New York can find themselves in. AEW more often than not have clean finishes and they acknowledge when things are rematches or trilogies. So it's like, okay, presumably whoever wins, we're going to be done and it's going to be two to one and we move on. And that acknowledgement that they know just lets you sort of go hands off and feel comfortable about the whole thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely right. Up next here, Zoobs, it's time for a segment we like to call Push Book. Barry, and I'm going to send out a little tweet that we're about to play, Zoobs, if you want to explain the rules of how we play Pushbook Barry. Very, very simple. We bring in our third chair on the program. We bring Tony Khan in. Give him a little give him a little advice because there's always stuff. There's always stuff going on. You and I, we see through the lines. We see things a little bit differently. We see how things should be sorted out. And we have the best chat. We have the best community in all of wrestling. I'll say that. I'll say that. In all, in all of wrestling. All day. Uh, and listen, there's a lot of news. There's a lot of different things that happen. Uh, a big news day today. So we went. It's, a, it's an all ROH version of Push Book Berry uh, this week. And Push Book Berry, very simple game. Uh, I give you three prompts, three things that are alike in some way, and you slot them into the card for us. One thing you push, and that's number one. That's that's give me that. I want all of that. Let me put it in the main event. Give me the T-shirts. Give me the promos. Put it on the truck. Put it on the intro video with that terrible song. Give me everything you have of that thing or person or concept. Look, is if you like the idea, you're you're good with the idea, you would love to have it on the show every week, doesn't have to be your whole life, you wouldn't start a Stan account, you wouldn't become that idea's Twitter account online where you name search that idea and defended it against strangers, and Barry is basically get this off the screen, get this onto dark, get this out of here, get this, put this on impact, put this on a different channel. No, oh, I don't want to come I don't on here about this on double dudes, he said, I don't want it anywhere near the A show, well, give me this, get rid of this, so that is what you, Barry. So Now, Zeus, I know that the the sexy favorite, oh, I love merch match, I love merch match, it's so much better than anything Josh has ever thought of. Yeah, okay, we, we hear you loud and clear, who cares, like, you know, <laughs> I love Push Book Barry, this is one where I sort of get to thinking do some, some abstract thinking yeah. and, and uh, place things, I, I'm often throwing down those those down the pipeline, but I, I, love, I love this segment, and I think I have a tremendously warm relationship with Ring of Honor, and so uh, I'm, I'm ready for this, all Ring of Honor edition. Of Pushbook Barry. Now we heard today that Ring of Honor, uh, as you you tweeted it out, they they're pausing any sort of uh, shows or any sort of being a company until April of, of of next year. Is that correct? Yes, April. So they're going to do Final Battle still in uh, January, but I think it'll be pre-taped and is happening soon. And then in April, yeah, they plan to come back with uh, I forget the the Supercard of Honor. I uh, and effectively after that, all of their talent is released. Uh, we, don't, we don't know for how long. We don't know a lot of the details on that. Maybe people do, but I certainly don't. Uh, which means there's a bunch of professional wrestlers that are currently available on the market, you would think, to be 
to be added to the shows. We are obviously talking about AEW and AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, AEW Pay-Per-Views, AEW Television. Basically, is what we are going to be basing our episode of Pushbook Barry on tonight. So I have separated nine talents into what I consider to be three categories. Okay, wow, love this. Uh, we're going to start off uh, with with some light stuff. Some I, I have this. I call this the character category. Can I jump in just real quick here, Zoobs, and say that uh, Ring of Honor, while we're about to push Book Barry, all these people, it's sad what happened. I believe they absolutely can bounce back, but the Ring of Honor invasion angle is just, I mean, it's right there. It's just, let's just, so these this is the, the minutiae, the details, we can't have that. But if, if we could just be like, take six of those guys and have them, you know, you know, we'd settle for that. But without further ado, I'm ready, Zooms. I'm ready for Pushbook Barry. Um, again, they're designed to get progressively harder as we go along. Anyway. Okay, great. Uh, first one, I call this the characters category. Guys who are, it's not, you know, it's not the, the you're not signing mocks in any of these, right? You're, you're sort of getting sure. your, your Orange Cassidy. You're, you're trying to find a, a guy that's going to provide some fun moments and, and okay, maybe okay. sell some t-shirts and, 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 and have some fun with it. And maybe, and maybe does catch on as, as high as Orange Cassidy does. And then you're printing money and now you have a guy you can put in title matches. Great, um, great, great. Dalton Castle. Danhausen. And the Beer City Bruiser push book Barry. Oh, this is this is this is the easiest one. Dan Housen. <laughs> Beer City okay. Bruiser. I don't think like, people are gonna like this. You could do. I feel TV like the the, the Dan Housen sponge might be kind of rung for now. Some time off, some away from people might. Might be okay for Dan Housen right now. I, I mean, again, it's horrible. I, I hope that financially everything's right for him. I'm talking about purely a booking uh, standpoint here. But I would bury Dan Housen. Well, shock from the from these oobs. How was that? I would. How was that for shock? <laughs> Boo? Put that on the that'll be on the YouTube still. I would book Dalton Castle because I think that that act with the boys is sort of made to be a, a good mid-card act that I think a lot of people would enjoy, and it would have, like, great pop atmosphere. But unfortunately, for many people, <laughs> the push for me? Pull, pull the bricks up to wherever the hell Beer City is. We I, need... I spent a weekend uh, there one month. I don't even know what town it is. We need two, a 280-pounder who enters with a keg... Launches it. Get. We're talking about short runs here. ROH is coming back. I am pushing the Beer City Bruiser. I legitimately think you could have like a you know candle burn twice, twice as hot, all this kind of thing. But a, a hot short run with Beer City. Unbelievable. P people outraged in the in the chat. You've offended. You've you've people's thoughts of you of your thoughts about wrestling are torn asunder right now. They have no and yet idea they will think. always get the yeah. truth from me. You keep coming back for more every week. Uh, you started with the Barry Danhausen, and people were like, "Now I don't know what to think about that happened, right?" And then you, well, okay, but listen, I like I have a Danhausen shirt. I sure. like the act. I've seen it live. But do you think there's a a ton more to be gotten from it right now in this moment? I I don't. But maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. And do you think AEW has a ton of would would, would be able to slot that into somewhere useful for them? I, is the ultimate question. AEW house it, you know. I don't know. There you go. That's not bad. Pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. Listen, 
It's also not the only game in town. It's the beautiful thing about the situation we're in right now in wrestling. Not coming to AEW is not a death sentence for not wrestling anymore. Elijah Washington making some sense to me here. Josh, want to bring the beer money gimmick back to wrestling? What's James Storm doing? <laughs> True. Uh, okay, next. Almost hard. I knew people were going to hate it, but you got to yeah. be honest on these things, right? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to shoot for the stars here on this one. All right. The guys that I think um, folks think awfully highly of. Some names that basically, basically, when the news came and people were tweeting at us, these are the names that people said, right. brought up to us when, when you were like, when they, they were like, Josh, please tweet about this. We need, we need your thoughts on all these guys, they said. You said, ah, wait for the podcast. You were, I said, wait for the show tonight. We'll wait be for the show. about it. Yeah, wait for the show. Wait for the show. Please wait for the show. Selling tickets. So keep in mind that these are who the people want. Okay. Bush, yeah, Book, yeah. and Barry. Brody King. Yeah. Tony Deppin. Mm-hmm. And Roosh. Okay, so this is them coming to AEW, right? A- it's for use in AEW, not these guys as talents in general. Coming into AEW for however long it is, you you could argue that the push guy is the one that is you would you would go all out to sign forever, and book is a guy you bring in for a cycle. I'm gonna do it in reverse order this time that I did the last one. Who's getting the push from me? You cannot tell me Rush and Andrade do not need to be reunited. Absolutely correct. Absolutely, you, you can't tell me that. Yeah, you. I, I, I loved. I again, I got Tony Deppin shirt. I love. I've seen this guy. I love Tony Deppin. I think he's genuinely great. And again, I saw him on Twitter today, very sad about the RH news, and it, it's genuinely is heartbreaking. Yeah, we don't mean but to the make light of to Rouge. Don't don't mean to make light of the ROH thing. I, I I want to get that very clear with this. No, no, I I don't think so at all. It's like these guys aren't doing anything for this amount of time. If these were your options, what would you do with them? Same as we do any anything else here. Yeah. So I'm pushing Roosh. I'm booking Brody King, who I think is uh, a great big man who AEW has plenty of, of course, plenty of great big men in AEW, but just another one for them to feud with. Somebody who I think if you wanted to turn Malachi Black's House of Black into a faction would be a no-brainer heater big man for behind Malachi Black. And somebody that I personally think is a works like a classic big man style in a way that I enjoy. Well, we do, we're in such a golden era of a, a Jeff Cobb or a Brian Cage or, or these, these giants who can also do so much of the, the aerial stuff. A, a, a Donovan D. Jakovic, people, Keith Lee. I like that Brody King isn't that. That Brody King is a large, rough bully. And uh, I think that he did really have a lot to bring. So uh, unfortunately, bearing Tony Depp in, but only because I like him in the role that he's in, in this auxiliary violence and limited faction where he is your smaller cruiserweight guy. We have plenty of that in AEW, but I, I would love to see Tony Depp in there as well. Excellent. And I know that was a tough, I know that's tough. They're designed to be tough where you want all three guys, right? That's sort of any one of them I think we'd be very happy with. Um, People don't come here for the easy answers. If this was like, exactly oh, right. how about uh, Roosh, Matt Taven, I and... A third guy. Yeah. Not so easy. eh? (laughs) (laughs) And finally, uh, I have uh, what I sort of consider your uh, a work rate class when looking at when looking at the uh, AEW roster guys that pardon me, the the roster of ROH guys that you're looking at and just being like, oh, man, 
this would be, you know, they, you know they, they could tangle with just about anybody on your roster. And it's your little dream matches. Your little, like, I can't wait to see the styles match up. I can't wait to see how they the would work. The tasty treats. The tasty treats. Uh, so I'm asking you to push Book and Barry. Jonathan Gresham, Bandito, and Dragon Lee. Okay, this one's actually the easiest for me. Maybe I didn't get these in the correct order. No, I love the order. I'm just saying this one, clearer cut to me. Burying Bandito. I I like him, but I, I'm not sure what he does. Bad. He has a great look, great mask. He's the world champion, is he not? No question. I'm pushing, or sorry, I'm booking Dragon Lee, who I think is fantastic and is a, when you talk about somebody who is of the tier of a, a Ray Phoenix or these, these very, very elite workers. I think Dragon Lee is head and shoulders above. People who haven't seen his Tony Deppin or Hiromu matches do need to go out of their way to see them. Excellent matches. Uh, all three of them. He did Deppin twice, but the Hiromu match once and extremely good. But there's no getting around pushing Jonathan Gresham for me. That I'm a Jonathan Gresham guy. I like the octopus uh, mask. I like the the style. I like everything he's got going on. Push Jonathan Gresham for me. I, I'm I'm with you. I think Jonathan Gresham adds something to that uh, part of the card that they could really lean into and, and and have him be a real problem matchup for a lot of people and be a real problem solver and a real problem creator. I think uh, I think I agree with your order on that one. Who did you you had the yeah? I, I've seen the band. I've seen Bandito. I think more than I have matched up with these guys. And I agree with you that sort of uh, the idea of Dragon Lee against the guys in Death Triangle. The idea of Dragon Lee. Sort of uh, with a lot of the guys in the roster, you're like, damn, I could, I could drink a whole glass of that. Can we just get a, a classic luchador big man tag team at some point in AEW? Mm. What about just like Dragon Lee and Wardlow are a tag team now? I want, I want pairings like that. Um, There's no big man small guy tag teams anymore. It's crushing. I have an extra one. If you, you want, want to do an extra one, do people want to do an extra one? Let the people decide. Do you want one more? Put round a pushbook barrier. Do you want us to get back to recapping Dynamite? We've got ten yeah. versus Mox to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We go to we go to ten versus Mox, so I can give you the I can give you the fourth pushbook barrier. Yes, good good friend Jake wants it. Good friend he's, Jake swings a big stick around here. He's got a lot of sway. Keep for McVander Hughes. Okay, this this last one, the fourth one is I'm basically labeling this veterans. Your, your ROH stalwarts. Okay, your okay, ROH. Okay. Your not your not your top stars. Not your work rates. Not your Character acts, guys. That to me, it's oh, that's the ROH. Right, is my is my thought Great. process. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Jay Lethal, the Briscoe brothers as a tag team, and Matt Taven, oh. Bush Book and Barry. Oh, <laughs> okay. Tougher in a different way, right? Tougher in a different Barry, way. Barry, Barry Jay Lethal, because it's just. You were talking about the people. It's like, oh, I want to see Dragon Lee versus, versus this person. It's like, I don't want to see Jay Lethal versus anybody. <laughs> so there's that. The Briscoes aren't especially my thing, but they did have a great match in GCW this weekend against uh, the Second Gear crew. God, am I pushing the Briscoes? <laughs> you can't push David. What, what are you doing pushing Matt David yeah, versus that's Omega? <laughs> But it's like, what do you do with Bush of the Bri- Oh, it's the, the Briscoes are the ROH World Champions. Like, wow, crazy. Uh, Briscoes against our FTR? God, yeah, I guess you, against you, the Briscoes. you push the Briscoes and book. 
Taven. <laughs> I should have said no. You should give me the category Taven. that said you I can tried, do this or not. I tried to get, get us back on course, and people wanted the. You did. One of the fourth one. Maybe, maybe that's secretly the hardest one. Maybe I just unlocked part of a new key to push book Barry. It's three things nobody wants. <laughs> that might you be, must that push might be the one. Way. You must. <laughs> Madness. That's like yours. Your my favorite one of your. Uh, this person has to be your first champion. It's one of those four people who are terrible. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite replies to that one are like, "Yeah, I would like when they when they try it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. The, 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 none of these guys would make that. I don't know if I'd even take one. It's like, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what we're doing here. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> We got some follow up questions on very easy to understand polls this week. Those are the ones that I always break it. my heart. I love it's it. It's like which Rhodes brother is the better in ring worker? And there's like three <laughs> in what year? <laughs> like, I don't know what to do here. I don't, I don't like know. to. Yeah, listen. You know, you know me. I like to keep it simple with my responses to those. Um, the it's, one, the one this week when people were picking not CM Punk to be their first champion. Only I think you, Fergie, good friend Jake, and I. Everybody else picking. Uh, Although Okada, a very popular pick, which it's nice to see. People still don't realize it's not 2018 anymore, but it is. Nice. It warms my heart to to see that. It genuinely does. One impression Okada made on us all. Ten versus Mox is here, Zoops. Here comes Ten. Don't like saying that very much. Uh, I love what JR calls him the Mox. Mm. Here's the Mox. This was Great. fucking. This was fucking exactly. What I needed after my after me being like, uh, doesn't work for me, brother, is how they've had Mox sort of dicking around, waving at the crowd. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking. Oh yeah, Mox is unbelievable. <laughs> He's the insanely rad motherfucker who will fuck anybody up. This is exactly what I was waiting for. So this is maybe a good way to explain to people what I like in wrestling because sometimes it's hard to explain without examples. Okay. So my match of the night tonight, Zoobs, is Runaway Mox versus 10. I know Sheeta and Deeb was great. The main event was so fun. But my taste in or CM Punk versus Bobby Fish. But when I remember tonight, it's going to be the night that Mox tore 10 to shreds, started the heel turn that's going to culminate against Hangman Page, ripped his mask off, bit him apart, and walked away without a word said. Left him lying just absolutely fucked him up unbelievable phenomenal booking credit to 10 for for being egoless and saying tonight's about you mox tear me to shreds and do your thing i'm a proponent of squash matches in wrestling this wasn't that this was more this was a piece of character work via match if you saw that promo earlier in the week with john moxley saying you, you know, everything's my way. I just want to get back to my kid. This this match from Go was a continuation of that promo. They're the same thing. What's the shortest distance, the least damage I can take to get back home to Renee and my daughter? You saw it tonight. You saw the promo, and you saw the match. This John Moxley, not that the last John Ma- Moxley was lacking for being cool. This John Moxley's ready to go. Mm-hmm. I love this guy. This viciousness. This bulldozer, he's going to kill Orange Cassidy next week. I hope so. That's my only booking I hope for for next week is that he trounces Orange Cassidy. Incredible stuff here. I I thought uh, the Mox was in fine form in this match. Yeah, that is. clothesline, the guy's already bleeding in here, and you're going to hit him with a clothesline that hard in the face? That's brutal, man. Like, 10, 10 went out there to play tonight, and I respect it. 
Yeah. Took a beating on that clothesline. Yeah. Hell I didn't know we could get more intense. Said Ashton Kutcher. He has to kill OC, says the Maddie Mac. What a gusher from 10. All good character work. Agree with everything everybody said. And 10 isn't really buried, honestly, says good friend Jake. Yeah. No, he it, ran into Mox like a is a piece of fire guy in this company. <laughs> yeah. You got the most fired up version of him ever, and he knocked you out of the opening round of a tournament. That's how these things go. Yeah. It, it's like, yeah. You ran into a piece of farm equipment. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like... <laughs> exactly. And listen, this is a more memorable performance than lots of losses that people are going to take in this tournament. You'll remember what 10 did here more than you'll remember. <laughs> this is a great example. I can't remember. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying though? So uh, wonderful performance from both these guys, I thought, Zoobs. And I'm going to get here to the final keep it or kick it of the evening, if you don't mind, Zoobs. I never mind. Who are you, Nirvana? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting fact. Yes. The baby on that album cover. On t- yeah, I know that Nirvana album of Nevermind. Go today, ahead. today that baby, seven years old. No, there's no way he's that old. <laughs> what do you thought? Uh this guy the zooms, he thinks he's a stick to baseball, man. You know? <laughs> that kid's at least he's probably closer to four or five. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You silly goose. Can't get Zoobs. anything past you. <laughs> Final keep it or kick it of the evening, Zoobs. This prompt. En route to his coming heel turn, John Moxley goes back to his original AW theme, dropping Wild Thing. Ooh, keep it. Give me, give me a, I love a, I love a, my attitude is changed, expressed through music. I love that about pro wrestling. Love that about pro wrestling. Like cinematography. Jamie Wonder's saying, OC match is perfect for heel turn. I agree. It is. It really is. It's the perfect guy to, for him to be like, no, this is fully the shit now. Everyone keeps it. I wonder how many of those people just do, just aren't huge fans of uh, Wild Thing and how many of them are just like, I love a change of music. Right. No, that's right. I should have maybe lasered in the question a little more. Jason saying, Lucky 10 was wearing his other mask, so he didn't ruin his new one. True. Ashley Kutcher loved the fact. Thank you very much. good. Eric saying, okay, I'm back on audio. I have no idea what that means. He watches it without audio sometimes. Sort of the, audio, sort of the exact opposite of being a nasty casty. What, he like, just watches so us? It's just on. It's just us talking. But basically just me looking at the chat and back and you like talking. I'll quote the man himself. That's wild. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate it. I appreciate the. I'll, I'll take the view all every day. Every one less viewer, yeah. OC is amazing at selling offense too, says Dan. Absolutely. Work. I agree. Absolutely. And yeah, I basically just agree with good friend Jake here. I love Wild Thing, but it's a face theme. And and this mox looks like a guy who comes out to And I, I like that theme to begin with. So yeah. It's called unscripted violence or something. Okay. Fun match, Zoobs. I love this one. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I wish uh, give me give me another week, as we said, another week of, of Mox doing exactly this to somebody else and it being OC. That's perfect. FTR is backstage cutting a promo. Cut the crap, Zoobs. They're coming for the Lucha Brothers. I thought this was maybe one of the weakest Dax. You're dressed as the man right now, but I don't know if he did you the honor tonight. I thought that this was one of the, not bad or anything, but one of the less strong uh, FTR promos. Was I was I out to lunch? They can, yeah. I, I think sometimes when they're asked to carry things, through means other than getting in and getting physical, it, it, it too much of it you can sort of be like all right, let's 
let's cut to the chase here. I think they suffer from that more than more than a, a lot of teams because when they that get, makes sense. when they get one shot at being very intense and being straightforward, it, it usually plays really well. But getting multiple shots over over long periods of time, they 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 need the sneak attack stuff. They need the hooded guys come out of the car. They they sort of need that to bridge these gaps. And if you get too much of this in a row. Um, it it can feel off, but yeah, it, it was it was a little off. Um, not the strongest performance, but you know we grade harshly because we love them so much. I love I love the I love them having the titles. It works. Yeah, I'm that right there with you there. For me. That works for a lot for me. Ashton Kutcher saying, I think Tully messed up his promo and it screwed things up as a setup for Dax. That could have been. I didn't notice that, but that would have explained some. Manny Max saying, Cash saying the puppies are home doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, I I didn't think so either. Not a huge slant against these guys. I think they're reliably really good. I didn't think this was horrible. I just hold them in an esteem, and uh, they were they were a little shy of it to me. Yeah, that's exactly correct. And on our show again, we talk about it all the time on this show, a show with a ton of great promo work, top to bottom, every week. <laughs> DJ Stern Dad saying, "Motherfuckers are out here lip reading." <laughs> that's what Eric's doing. He's just staring at the. He's in hero mode, watching on television on mute, innately staring. Um, Zoobs, you ever drink any alcohol? In a hot, it's been a hot minute, but yeah, here and there. So if you're one of those at home right now, pour yourself a drink, put your feet up, settle in. We've got a couple more things to talk about on tonight's program. We're going to be playing merch match at the end. Please feel free to subscribe. Please feel free to follow because Zoobs, it's time to talk a little, a little Cody Rhodes. I'm going to, I'm going to more or less get out of the way here and let you really get into this oh no i see you're letting you're leaving me out to hang and die no no you know i always said the poppies are home said dennis dirty work that does make more sense of the whole that makes some sense versus none for sure okay so cody rhodes comes out to the ring he is back on good mostly good graces with arn anderson it looks like he's out there together cody's dressed in all black and I think everybody's read on this situation is different. His defenders will say that's because he's a genius. Um, Okay. He talks about how he maybe did go a little too Hollywood and people were right to call him out on. He said, Arn, I'm sorry. You, you were right about all this stuff and sort of went and mea culpa with everybody said, I'm sorry. And I'm back. And no matter what you say, I will not turn as he stared into the camera hoping Vince Russo was at home jerking off as Chris Jericho alluded to, uh, <laughs> to such an on the nose fucking line. Um, let's talk just about this promo before we talk about the next part here. Zoobs. Did you enjoy the promo? Uh, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's a lot when, when he, when he said, I will not turn. I was like, that's a lot, a lot to put on me <laughs> to, to ask me to enjoy this. You're, you're asking a lot of me, man. I understand that what people want to defend in Cody Rhodes is that he lives in the shades of gray zone. And if you enjoy that, I'm not here to take that from you. I think that's great. It's not what I like in wrestling. I like Matt Cardona versus Nick Gage. I like CM Punk versus John Cena. I like everybody in the building hates one guy and loves the other guy. And so when poor Andrade comes out to interrupt this, and gets a giant baby face pop for look at me, I'm Andrade, simply because people don't like the baby face he has to go in against. You can praise it, you can say, ah, he's subverting everything, or you can be a big dope like me and take it on its face and be like, 
this is a lot for a heel to overcome as Pac is laying in his offense and getting booed because he's saving Cody. I thought just a super duper muddled segment. Like an inc- it reminds me of the Shaq red velvet jade, like multiple moving pieces where the alignments are unclear. Not for me. Andrade was, I thought Andrade did do incredible work to, uh, on his, on his end of it. I thought, uh, I thought so too. Given, given as what did Malachi, yeah. as did Pac. So. And Cody didn't deliver anything poorly. It's the content of it. He performed well. But like, what, I, it, it's, uh, I don't know. We're going to get, we get Malachi and Cody, or no, we get, sorry, Cody and Andrade next week on TV. I bet that'll be fun. I don't know, man. I, I instantly, I'm just, I already feel exhausted by the dialogue. Like, I don't want to steer too far into it because it's like, oh, you're just an idiot for not getting it. Like, he's, he's so ahead of the curve. It's like, can you please point to like the part I'm supposed to be enjoying? Like where I like the Malachi matches, but now we're, we're going back to that. Well, it's like, this guy's beat him twice. I, I don't know what part of this is. Fo- I'm supposed to be like tip of the cap for for this deep, deep understanding of wrestling. Like, I know what he's trying to do. It's just not in the lane that I enjoy in wrestling. Did you, did you hear that he referenced his father this week, though? Who's doesn't, his dad? He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't point out, he, he doesn't like to lean on his family being involved in the business as well. You know, he likes to, he likes to shy away from that as, as best he can. But uh, it did come up. He couldn't, I mean, here's a guy dressed in all black getting booed by the crowd. <laughs> I couldn't, in 300 years, I couldn't leave the legacy of my father, Dusty Rhodes. Boo! Like, this is genius? This is, this is like, ah, he's so ahead. Brandy is too hot for him, man. It's not working for me, brother. That's right, Sam Fells. It is not for me. Um, I feel like it has to end with Cody attacking Pac after losing in the tag match, right? Otherwise, what the hell are we doing here? What the hell like, are Jason, we... I, I agree to some <laughs> degree, but like at how many points during the factory feud or this returning to Malachi, like how many times do you have to beat these people? These people just line up or, or face. I, to his credit, Malachi has won, of course. Uh, and I think he's performing these well. I've liked the most recent segments involving him. I'm just talking about like how it plays out. Like you watch it on TV and it's like, what is going on? Like, I don't know. It's it's weird to me that like people would be so against the Roman Reigns force push, and it's like, oh, the crowd hates him. Why don't you turn a meal? And it's like, nah, forty chess with the codester. <laughs> but again, performed well by everybody here. The matches will be good. Is it a tag we're gonna get at uh, Full Gear? Do you think? Yeah, th- th- I think that is that's the setup that I took away from t- this evening. Yeah, that's what I took away. It tag match, and and I don't think it ends. Maybe maybe it will end with the, with the Park beat them. Maybe. Maybe. But, maybe, baby. But maybe not. Yeah, also possibly not. There's a chance. I want, let me love you, Cody, you know? Yeah, because you've been, again, there's been things you've enjoyed. Plenty. Uh, Sam Fell saying, I never realized the similarity to Roman version 1.0. I mean, that's, that's why you tune in. Matty Mack, if this could turn into a fatal four-way elimination match, I'd be very happy. The match would be better for sure. But again, I just, you'd want two baby faces and two heels in that matches and like dynamics that work. Like Malachi and Andrade have some sort of working relationship. I don't know. I don't know. Cody's trying to make you love him. 
I don't think he... <laughs> he 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 had my love at Wrestle Kingdom 12 when he crossroads Debushi from the apron to the floor, but over rotated and <laughs> he took the worst of it, which I always like on a person's <laughs> legitimate finisher. That's cool to me. And I did love him for it. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> Poor Bushi has to sell. Boom! boom! Abushi's in pain. Thank you, Cody. I love that match, Cody Abushi at WrestleMania 12. That's a great one. <laughs> the Elite versus the Dark Order is our main event tonight, Zoobs. Holy uh, moly, are we here? We've made it. Dressed in uh, stews, dressed up as Kratos from God of War, which I love. Uno's just a cowboy, I think it was an ode to Adam Page, which I love. Uh, the Super Elite, which is the Bucks, Kenny, and Cole. Are dressed as the Ghostbusters. I know those guys. A lot of fun going on in this match, Zeus. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I was really, I really got, uh, I don't want to say fooled, but I got, I got pulled into this in a way that I didn't expect. Ashley Kutcher sort of nails it. Can we skip past the match and get to the Hangman part? Was sort of what we was sort of a feeling that was in there. But I really did enjoy the execution of the of the of the reveal. Like you, you, as soon as they started beating up the the the, um, the horse, I was like, "Oh, this is this is absolutely perfect." Like they 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 really executed this absolutely perfectly, and I loved the reveal of the hangman thing. Continues to be big pops, and I do like that. After uh, that's what they, that's what they left us off the last couple episodes, right? That was was hangman um, making triumphant returns and cl- closing these episodes out with great stuff. Uh, I I. Continue to enjoy that they're going back to that and striking while the iron is hot with this stuff. So I I ended up enjoying it quite a bit. Me too. Uh, sort of a lighthearted match, which felt the match the spirit of Halloween in a way, if you know what I mean. It's like, oh, here's a holiday match, and everyone's dressed up, and it's going to be a little bit looser. I did think the Uno and uh, Omega interactions were fun. Stu Grayson, a reliable performer in these multi-man matches. Again, I think I'm warming to the idea of the Super Smash Bros or just those two, the Uno and uh, Grayson. Being a tag team that I could get into. I, I enjoyed them both a lot in this match, but Uno especially. And uh, But you're right. The match is the moment. Here comes Hangman Page out of... Uh, what do you call that guy, Zeus? He's the Michelin Man, right? That's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Oh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Uh, the head comes off. It's Hangman. He's belting people around. He's on fire. The crowd's receiving him like an enormous baby face. This is the sort of energy that you want to send people off air with. with. Loved this. Dark Order stands tall over the Elite, which is nothing to sneeze at. Like, the Elite, when they're together, doesn't lose often. Especially the, you know, Dark Order isn't the highest ranking team on the list. So, just a ton of fun stuff to like in this one, Soups. Great reveal. Great timing. Uh, Eric points out, tonight felt like another reminder. It's a TV show, and, it, and it's just do fun shit. Uh, which I think has been a, I think three or four times in the last two months, I've come off the air saying that. Especially with this Hangman stuff, and with... Some of the Dark Order stuff is like really training myself to get out of the like the idea that this was going to end with another stupid beatdown, that it was going to it was going to be a tag match that sort of ended up being pointless and and not really go anywhere or not really pay off in any, any big way. It ended up having a great moment because it's fun to have fun moments happen, and it's nice to have nice things happen. It's it's it having was great. fun is fun. Having fun is fun, and and nice things are nice. It's, it. it Sometimes it's that simple. And, and as we've said many times, Josh, how many times when we're complimenting the show do we say, we like it simple? It's not that hard. It really isn't that hard. Uh, Ashton Kutcher saying, great call, Jay. I don't know what it's about, but thank you. I agree. Uh, the Super Elite hitting the Ninja Turtles finisher was great, too. Loved that. 
McVander Huge saying stay puffed is cowboy shit. Yeah, I agree. Um, kudos to Hangman too. It's probably really hard to move in that costume. Yeah, tune into Kaiju Big Battle. Midnight's on uh, WrestleMania weekend. See a bunch of people wrestle in suits like that. The best. Fun awesome. match, Zoops. Fun times. And a fun episode of Dynamite. After relitigating it, how do you feel? Where is your number? Five. Yeah. Gets a, and gets the well, definitive... Maybe five and a half. I think that's the I definitive... Like the fish match. The definitive five show, I think. And I really like the mocks thing. So five, yeah, five maybe maybe I was being too hard. You might be right. Five and a half, something like that. Um, Great stuff. Yeah, great moments. It, it, uh, very indicative of what we've come to expect from AEW Dynamite, I believe, is what tonight was. Very much a like classic dynamite. You go home happy. You get good. You get good promos between guys you like. You got good matches. You get good wrestling. Some stories progressed. Um, I think very indicative of of the kind of show that that we get week in and week out. A lot of the strengths on display. Very well said, as always, brother. And I think this is the point of the show. Well, we say goodbye to our podcast listening audience. The Once nasty again, casties. The nasty casties heading off there. We'll talk to you next week. But for you live, merch match. The post-show show. We'll take some questions. Lots more to come here on the AW Dudes, on the Wrestling Brain Network. But until we talk to you next week, love and energy. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I personally thought it was, uh, you know, pretty good. And if you agree with me, there's a couple different ways you could support us here at Wrestling Brain. First of which, you're enjoying the podcast. Head on over to the iTunes store. Give us a five-star review. Leave some kind words. We would greatly appreciate that. Also, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans. Tell somebody you know about this podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to go a step further, you can always take in the real show live, twitch.tv slash wrestling brain you get to the post show you get our interviews you get our calls the full experience over there on twitch.tv slash wrestling brain love and energy